Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Low Sodium Show. I am your host, Mark Lane Wheeler, and we've got a great show tonight. Um, we're going to start off tonight uh, talking about keeping your head in the game, um, and, and, and in particular, how to go with your gut. Um, you know, it is one of those, those many, many attributes that make great anglers greater, um, you know, fish in the moment. Uh, and it's one of those questions I get a lot of, and we're going to really delve into that as well. Uh, for all you, for all you out there that are going to be fishing the Susky Flats tournament, we're going to talk about that a little bit. And uh, a special shout-out to uh, a guy who actually helped bring the show on. Um, he's actually a Japanese angler in Japan. Um, and uh, uh, he is always sending me questions online <clears throat> through Facebook and, and asking and, you know, picking my brain a little bit. And he asked me, you know, what does this fishing the moment mean? And, and so we're going to break it all down for you. Uh, this is one of the things that that I struggle with sometimes because I go with, you know, what, you know, it's worked. You know, this has got to work. It's, it's been working before, and it kills me, kills me, kills me until I flip that switch and, and, and go, okay, it's not working. We've got to change it up. And um, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. It's going to be a great show. We're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, I can't say enough about my uh, newest supporter, uh, Lick'em Lures. Um, and the Tongue Slapper. We had a, a great showing of, of support from them. Remember, folks, please go to Lick'em Lures on Facebook. Like their page. Go to their website, lick'emlures.com. Pick up a pack, please. And, and, I, and I'm telling you, you will be pleasantly surprised how awesome this bait is in the water um, and how many fish you have an opportunity of catching as well. <clears throat> So let's look at uh, a few things. We have the Susky Flats coming this weekend. I wish everyone best of luck. Okay. Uh, we have the uh, MS Shad Shootout done by Tom uh, Matouche. Um, and I'm sorry if I butchered your last name there, buddy. Um, great cause. A lot of fun. Uh, great thing for them. We have the get-together at Aquacon. Uh, sorry if I butchered that as well. Uh, Reservoir or river, excuse me, uh, this weekend. Uh, so with the Virginia Kayak Anglers, I'm going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Please pick my brain. Um, I've got a lot of great stuff going on, and you're going to want to uh, hear what I, what's going on with that. Um, we've got <clears throat> several tournaments in the Midwest kicking off. Uh, it's, that, that's just awesome to see that, that area growing. Texas has a few tournaments. Uh, I think there's a, a tournament this weekend down in Jacksonville. Florida, I mean, we've got things moving and grooving. It's that time of the year, and I'm, uh, I'm so ready to get this, uh, this party really started. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break, and we come right back. We're going to delve into what fishing the moment means and how you can prepare yourself to do that. So again, we'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? 
Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Full Bay Custom Rods are handcrafted, designed, built by fishermen for fishermen. Each blank goes through a rigorous stress test to ensure the highest quality, period. You can actually feel the action of the bite as well as lure vibration through the foregrip. Made with the highest quality components and made to your specifications. Full Bay Custom Rods bring innovation to your hands. Go to bbrods.com to check out some amazing custom rods. Full Bay Custom Rods, built by fishermen for fishermen. Fishing Radio presents The Low Sodium Show With your host, Mark the Landing Crew Wheeler Alright, and we are back with the Low Sodium Show Fish in the Moment special And a lot of people ask me um, You know, what is Fish in the Moment? Fish in the Moment is real is is taking everything you know about a lake, river, body of water, fish <laughs> that you go targeting, and every plan that you've made, and throwing it out the window, just just tossing it away, right, and going, I'm gonna fish, just 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 go out and fish, okay, and it gets really hard sometimes, especially when you start. Gaining the ranks of ang- uh, of being an angler, when you start hitting areas where you become, you know, extremely knowledgeable, you know, when you understand what, you, what a eutropic water situation is, you understand what the barometer and the moon and tidal, if you're fishing a tidal area, all affect those bass. When you start learning more about baits and building confidence in those baits as well. You know, you start having all these these factors start start rolling in, and it, it, it's almost overwhelming. Um, you know, one of my I'm going to say mentors, um, one of the guys I I really pay attention to um, is Gerald Swindell, G Man, and he's going through a slump right now, but um. You know, he he does a lot of videos, and that's one of the things that he really talks about a lot is, you know, just just throwing it all away and fishing the moment. You know, got to fish the moment. You know, got to got to you know feel it out. And he, you know, has really been you know an inspiring factor for for myself. You know how he's he's come through the ranks and how he's, you know, how his mind works. Fish you know, figures in into what my, my mind works as well. You know, and, and and I'm I'm a special kind of angler. I mean you you ask, you know, Zach or or, or, or Jeff Huntington Fishaholic there, um, you know, what kind how I fish and it's 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 weird. Um you know, I, I have the skills of I started off bass fishing as a finesse angler. You know, Worms, shaky heads, 
you know, dragging at Jig, doing all of that, and then getting to that point of, you know, getting to that, 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 that point where I made that transition to a power fisherman. You know, crankbaits, chatterbaits, spinnerbaits, topwaters, covering a lot of water. Um, you know, gives me this opportunity to play both hands. And, um, you know, it's it's one of the, the, the main things that, you know, a lot of guys that I talk to, a lot of the professionals that I've had an opportunity to share water with, have all said, you know, that, yeah, that's special. That's that's almost KVD-ish. That's almost Rick Clunish. You know, how you can go in and say, you know what, I'm going to fish this and, um, you know, fish this system and, and, and kill it. You know, that, that's awesome. Um, I had them say that about me. That just makes me all warm and fuzzy. But uh, someone I think who's finally off of work, the co-host with the most, though, Mr. Yak Chum, Matt Chucks. What's going on, man? Hey, good evening, Mark. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I just ran in the house and dialed up the uh, kayak fishing radio phone number <laughs> to get in here real quick. But uh, I'm up here now, man. Um, I missed, uh, I guess, something. It sounded like we were talking about a recognition there. A what? I'm sorry. It sounded like you were talking about you were recognized for something. I, I, I uh, missed it, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, we're talking about fishing the moment, how to prepare for, you know, the moment, quote-unquote, how to get your mind right. And I'm just giving a little cool. background on myself, you know, how I started and where I'm at now. You know, it, it's been a tough six years. You know, me just, you know, really focusing on, um, you know, bass fishing and moving up those ranks, um, you know, and how I've been doing it and, you know, the the people that I've talked to – one of the biggest things that I do a lot is when you see Bass Pro, you know, have a, a pro, it doesn't matter if it's a local pro or a national pro, okay, I'm there. And I, and I, and I don't necessarily bug them, but I kind of listen. And that's the biggest thing is listen. And I'll sit there and, and I'll absorb everything they say because I might not have thought of a question that some guy walks up and goes, you know, what's this? And then he explains it. And I go, that makes a lot of sense. And I'll add that to my memory bank, you know, and using um, a ton, an absolute ton um, of paperwork with, with my logs. You know, I'm very detailed in my logs. You know, I'll draw out, you know, um, you, you know, a uh, an area where I was catching bass. You know, I'll 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 do all these things to improve myself you know i i literally have saved pages and links on digital bassmaster the flw i have magazine pullouts from flw you know like uh, uh garage sales where guys are selling you know 30 you know issues for like five cents i'll go in there and i'll buy them all and then i'll read through them and i'll just tear out pages you know that that i need and i've got them all filed away it's it's bad it's bad uh, but it's all knowledge you know, and that's that's the biggest thing about fish at the moment is knowledge. Um, so I'm going to break down real fast. Um, uh, I'm going to break down real fast. Um, you know what I am, how I 
prepare to fish the moment. And the first thing is research. Um, you know, if if I don't have a chance to pre-fish that water, you know, which is the biggest problem a lot of us have in, in the kayak fishing world, is we literally drive in the night before, go out and fish there the next day for a tournament, for a get-together, whatever. And, and having a preconceived or, or having a basic knowledge um, okay for for one second I'm going to take a break here and, and talk about something if, if you are a friend of mine on Facebook okay and, and you you decide to show up to the show late and then bug me about it on Facebook by messaging me and you've missed the plug already for the uh, for the, the for the subject. All right? It's not my fault that you were late. So period. <laughs> Quit messaging me. You're distracted. Yeah, I'm late too, so I, I missed the whole <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing and I'm the co-host and I'm SOL over here, so <laughs> No, I, I got my, I got my buddy who's listening in and all he he doesn't want to post in the private thing on the Kayak fishing radio thing. He, he's, you know, he doesn't want to come over and just click my name and p- private in the chat. He, he decides he wants to jump on my, um, my Facebook thing and message me. So I have the ding in my ear from from Facebook, which I'm actually going to close that out because that's annoying. But then my phone's sitting next to me, you know, and and, and of course all I see is you know the, the my uh, iPhone has this little flashing light. Right, so I get this flashing light, and then because I, I have to put it on vibrate, otherwise it gives a stupid tone. And all I see is him, you know, just like one word, like LOL, ha ha ha. It's like really, dude, you know. And then of course he's, he's sitting there, and he, he's <laughs> hence the distractions and and uh, skips and pauses and <laughs> yeah. And of course I lose my train of thought. It doesn't help. Um, but <laughs> but now. Um, you know, doing research is humongous, you know, and 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 having all that, that paperwork, having all those things where I can go back and look at them. The Internet is a wonderful thing, and it's not used enough by, by, by anglers. And it drives me insane when literally I can sit there for 15 minutes, look a couple of things up, and, and you know, bug a couple of people that I know live around there. And that's – and I'm going to say this right now. This is, if you're a friend, uh, one of my friends on Facebook and I'm coming to your area – and I know you fished a body of water. Expect the questions to come, you know, like a week beforehand. I'm going to bug you a little bit. You know, what's going on there? What's the water like? You know, tell, tell me, you know, what's going on. So this way I can come into it and having a, an idea already of what's going on. Um, you know, what was it like a month ago? What was it like a week ago? What's it like right now? You know, are, are all things that I do to... You know, get myself ready, and especially in the kayaking world, you could have every last stick and bait in the world, and you could bring every last stick and bait in the world, but you don't really need to, which is the hardest part. You know, if you already have, um, you know, if if you're, if you already know, okay, this lake is known for, you know, or this body of water is known for, you know, red baits, i.e., Texas. That means that I can pretty much take a lot of baits out of my repertoire and, and you go to red baits, but I would also 
bring, you know, shad colors. I'd bring bluegill colors, you know, and I'd do some more research. I'd call. I've done this before. I did this for uh, a tournament on Kerr Reservoir last year. Or, excuse me, uh, Lake Gaston. I called the local biologist for the state. I was like, hey, what is the main forage on this bake? And he actually sent me a PDF file of the research they've done on what's all living in that lake. A lot of it didn't concern me. You know, it was like photoplankton and this and that. But yeah, it's you know, probably all like scientific names too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but it was great because you know where I finally found what I needed. You know, were, were biomasses of shad, herring. Uh, there aren't any herring on that on that lake. Um, you know, uh, uh, bluegill, brim, crawfish. You know, uh, aquatic insects, and that's where I found what I needed to see. You know, and granted, it took uh, it was literally like three or four days of me just constantly looking at it and, and going, okay, you know, if if you know they found in the southeast corner of that lake, you know, there was, and this this is how detailed he got, is he had the lake broke down, which was a humongous asset, and it was it was amazing because I could look at it and go, okay, during this time of the year, there was X amount of shad in this area. There was X amount of brim. There was X amount of crawfish. You know, so this way I can go in there and go, okay, I'm fishing this lake on X, you know, time frame. And during, you know, the same time period, the same you know, weather conditions, I had this. Now I have that knowledge in my head that I can go, okay, I'm going to hit this area. If it looks like this, I can fish it like that, right? Which is humongous because, you know, if I'm fishing the other side of the lake and it's just not happening... I could pick up and go over there, and that's part of the fishing the moment. It's knowing when to stop doing what you're doing because it's not working and move. It is one of the biggest things with fishing the moment. It's just moving or, or changing a bait or changing your whole technique or sometimes changing the lake altogether. That's a great thing about being a kayak angler is all you have to do is, is, is you know, pull the, you know, the kayak on the back of the, the truck and a lot of times, if you're in one lake, there are smaller lakes all around it, that you can drive to a next lake, you know, five minutes away, be back on the water, and be in a completely different situation, you know, and, and be, be catching bass again. Um, <coughs> you know, that, that, that's a humongous, humongous asset, um, you know, to, to, to the kayak angler. But you say you're fishing a tournament, and it's only on that body of water. You know, you, you've got to know... You know, if you are a hardcore flip and pitch jig fisherman, guess what? You know, there are going to be times where they just don't want it. I.e., if they if you're fishing in a lake that's got a very distinctive thermocline, okay, and for whatever reason the bank is just not working, okay, they're not on the bank. Let's say, you know, the bank is just stupid muddy, and and it's not like a silt mud. It's more of you know uh, uh, like a um, like a red tide, you know, an algae bloom, which you'll see a lot of times around the edges of, of flakes. You know, you've got to know, hey, the jig's not working. These bass are suspended above that thermocline. I could possibly, you know, swim a jig, but I'm looking at them on my graph, and, you know, I'm, I'm seeing they're in that, that four to seven foot range. It's pretty hard to throw a jig and present it correctly in that, that, that way. But I could easily throw... You know, a uh, 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 you know a jerk bait, work that that water column, and give them the look of a of a bait fish that's 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 you know 
not feeling right, which is a lot of times what happens when you get something like that. So, you know, having that, that in your back of your mind is humongous. And knowing when, it's, when, when to switch it up is one of the hardest things you could ever have out there. You know, decisions to make. If you're working it and working it and working it, and it's just not working. But then you think back to, to knowledge going, wait a second, the, the bike didn't pick up in this spot until the afternoon. And it's only 10 o'clock in the morning. Does it behoove me to move? Or stay here and kind of grind it out and hope for those 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 fish. And you know these these are all things you got to consider when you're, you're fishing the moment. But the biggest thing to remember when you when you're fishing the moment is if you make a decision, stick with it, okay, and, and realize when that decision is not right. To, to to realize when that decision you know was incorrect. You know when to when to you know, go back on a decision or, or make a secondary decision, you know, is huge. You know, and a lot of times when I hit a body of water and I don't, and I, and I head to a spot that I'm like, I look at it and I go, that's bassy. You know, there has to be bass there. Or I hit two or three spots that are just like that. And all you're doing is, is going, they should be here. They, they, they've got to be here. You know, and they're just not hitting it, and you start cutting lures, and you start changing things up. Anyone who's who's had the opportunity of 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 seeing what I do, and seeing my my kayak, if I've gone an hour and a half, two hours without a bite, literally the front of my kayak, in my lap, there will be about fifteen to twenty different baits, plastics, jigs, you know, everything else laying in front of me because I am switching up constantly. Trying to get that first bite, trying to get that 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 one thing, that 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 one tall tale sign that I'm doing something right. You know, a bump tells me everything. If I'm working a, a crankbait, right, and I'm and I'm screaming it in, and I'm working it, working it, working, all of a sudden I get bumped, bunk, and I go, that wasn't a log, because I ran that same spot four or five times. I've never felt that log before. You know, and, and I pause it, nothing, and I keep reeling, and I. And I Jerk it, jerk it, jerk it, jerk it, and I bring it in, you know, and I cast it out there again. I go through there, but that log is now somewhere else, and I go, aha, that was not me. That was not a bad, you know, that wasn't a log or stump or whatever. That was a fish. Why did he bump it? Why didn't he eat that? But I know there's fish here. Now I know what I need to change up, and a lot of times it could be as simple as, you know, switching that bait up, you know, the colors, you know, just just taking it like a, a uh, 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 Dive Master 14, right from Livingston Lures. You cut that off, and you go to a, uh, you know, um, uh, a Dive Master Junior. You know, so it's it's not diving as deep, but it's coming through there. And you you pause and you jerk it, you know, and you give it its action. You know, running through there, and all of a sudden, you start you hook up. It's like aha, you know, just changing the level. A lot of times we'll do it. Changing colors, you know, if if you're in a really clear lake and you're using like a, a beauty shad from Livingston, you know, where it's clear and you, you're you getting bumps or you're getting follows, it's just not right. You could switch it up to a clear water shad, which is much clearer, doesn't have a smoky color to it, you know, cast it out there, be bringing it in, all of a sudden, gonk, there he is, is because you just made that one little switch and that's especially the moment, is knowing when to switch when to to break what you've known and move on, move on. Um, you know, 
those are all all things you need to consider. And and the biggest one with fish in the moment is is literally the weather can make you switch it up at the moment's notice. And that's where knowing that lake is really, really important. And we'll break that down even further when we come right back with more of the Low Sodium Show only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. And get ready for some magic. Awesome Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yakangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. You are listening to The Low Sodium Show on Kayak Fishing Radio with your host, Mark, the Landing Crew Wheeler. All right, and we are back with more of The Low Sodium Show. Um, weather. That, that one needs a gong. i got to put a gong at the end of that one. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, so, what we're going to talk about right now is how weather can change fish in the moment. And when you start, you know, you we as anglers, great. We as anglers who, for for those of you that that, that work forty hours a week and work really hard and everything else. You know, you don't get a chance to pick your days. Being a tournament angler myself, I don't get a chance to pick my days, okay? Because when a tournament, you know, date is set, you know, unless there's, you know, something pretty serious, they don't change dates, okay? You're going out there and you're fishing. So, as an example, let's say the week prior, I'm fishing a lake like... Uh, I'm not going to use Table Rock. Um, I'm thinking of a hard one. Let's say... Ah, great example. Let's say I'm fishing a Florida lake. Okay. Uh, let's say... not a, Let's say Seminole. Or the Kissimmee chain. Right? I'm there a week prior. That's my, my window to pre-fish. Got my knowledge. I know what works there. It's, it's, you know, post-spawn, the bass has kind of moved out of the grass a little bit, or they're in the grass deep. You know, I know where the points are, I know where the humps are, I know where the mats are. You know, already through, through you know, the many things the internet gives us. Get out in the water, and I pre-fish, you know, and it's, you know, great conditions. You know, it's, you know, it's a, I have a little bit of cloud cover. You know, the temps have been stable. The barometer's been stable. The moon is, you know, isn't too crazy. 
you know, and, and I get out there, you know, and I've got clear water, and I can see what I'm doing. I'm flipping and pitching. I'm cranking. I'm lip, you know, lipless cranking. I'm throwing everything every under the sun, and every place I hit, I'm pulling bass because you know, I hate to tell you, that's a, a semi chain. Okay, you can literally go in there and, and, and throw a, a dog turd and catch bass in the right areas. Get done with my pre-fish. I go home. I look at my my phone, you know, on my, on my computer. And I'm you know, typing in everything and look at the weather, right? And I see the night before that tournament, it's supposed to bring in this humongous cold front, you know, almost tropical like the night or the day before the tournament. The barometer is going to drop. The temps are going to drop. Okay, so we're talking almost like uh, early spring or, or fall. You know, the the conditions could not be harder. You know, I get to the boat ramp that morning. I look, and the water's muddy, right, which is very hard in those lakes, but it happens sometimes, especially with a lot of runoff. You know, and, and I'm going, oh, my God, everything that I thought happened, you know, the – the winds blew so hard they ripped up huge mats of grass. You know, it's just a completely different lake. That's when you've got to go, eh, okay, moment time. And, and that's where you have to, to basically take everything that you've known before, everything that you've thought of before, wrap them all up in a nice, you know, ball, and make that three-point jumper for three. Oh, yes. And just, just, just toss it. Okay, just get rid of it and go out there and fish. Okay, it's one of the hardest things to do because you have in your mind, okay, I caught a 10-pounder over, ooh, that dock's gone. You know, or I caught, you know, a bunch of fish over here, but the moment I get near there, I see the water temp drop six degrees. (sighs) They're probably not there anymore. And I look at my, my, my sonar and it's, you know, desolate desert of nothingness. You know, and, and and you start to get the, the the stress monkey, you know, he's poking his finger in your eye, and you know, you know, jumping on your back, you know, just just really getting that that stress level up. And that's you know when you've got to you know brush them off and go, okay, I've got to fish the moment, you know. And it could be just as simple as you know, in my end, you know, sitting in the bass boat, I can travel around that lake until I find something that looks fishy, you know, where I would think there would be fish. You know, and just go out there and just take a bunch of baits and just throw it in there and see what happens. You know, as a kayak angler, we don't necessarily have that. But again, we can, you know, if you're in a big enough body of water and you've done your research and you know that there's five or six other boat ramps on that lake, you know, or, or areas, you know, that you've... You know, that, that you know that you can get to and drag the kayak in and launch... You know, you could drive around the lake. Um, those are humongous things. Being able to drive around the lake and go, okay, that's not it, that's not it, that's not it. Ooh, that looks really good. And I know there's a ramp three-quarters of a mile away. You know, and being able to pull in there, launch, and paddle to that spot and go, okay, this was exactly what I thought it was. It looks good. It looks sweet. I know I can get there. And I know I can, I can catch bass there. And that's what it comes down to. Taking that, that, that moment of, of getting kicked in, the, in the, the solar plexus and losing all the wind out of you and going, oh, my God, why, why? Oh, this is going to suck. 
<coughs> and you start getting down on yourself, and you, you know, I'm telling y'all, having a positive mindset is humongous, okay? Absolutely humongous. And I am the first one. I will tell you right now, when things are going bad for me, I start unraveling. I start kicking troller motors, screaming at dogs like Ike and Ellie. I start getting angry. And I start beating the water like it owes me money. But in the same instance, I am the first one to snap out of it and go, all right, hey, I'm out here fishing. I'm on a good day. You know, I might not be catching them, but every cast I make might be that cast puts that five-pounder, that six, eight, ten-pounder in my boat. I just never know, and I'm enjoying myself. And that is, you know, the biggest hurdle people have to make is having that ability to, to make that jump, you know, from one emotion to another. But to keep that, that, that one emotion, the positive emotion, the most. Um, you know, for an example, I was fishing with uh, uh, Fishaholic and, and Zach about a month ago on Lake Anna. And we fished there about two weeks prior. And literally, we had them locked down exactly what the bass wanted, where they were, how they were, with the baits they wanted, and, you know, and, and everything else. So we get there, you know, to the boat ramp, and we go, you know, all right, this is what we're going to use. We're going to, we're just going to absolutely slaughter them. Get on the water. First five hours, not a, you know, we had a few bumps. We had nothing in the areas that we were just catching them two weeks prior. And, you know, nothing really had changed all that much. The water chimps didn't change. You know, the, the conditions were about the same. You know, and we're just like, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is insane. I'm just starting to get angry. We paddle up to this one spot, and we literally see these guy, this guy and this, his daughter on the bank using these jumbo minnows. Pulling in three pounders, man. I mean, just just one after the other, and I'm like, rah, rah, rah. starting to go out of my mind. I'm qu- and when I get quiet, it's it, you know it's bad, and I'm just, and I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I tied on you know a, a, a fail-safe bait for me, you know, and that that's a um, it, and it's a, a Tommy head jig with the power team lures, a green pumpkin. Uh, 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 excuse me, watermelon, red flake, shaky uh, uh, bait, uh, finesse bait. And I send it out to the spot, and I'm just kind of working it in, you know, and I'm working it in, and I'm working it in, and I'm just kind of shaking it and taking my time, and, and all of a sudden I feel that, that boom, and I'm like, yeah. Reel down. And I hammered this bass. It was probably an eight-inch bass, if that. And I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm being, you know, very, very uh, uh, fisherman-like and, and giving it an eight, eight inches. I mean, it was a small bass. But what that bass did was it immediately brought my my hot my hopes up, made me happier. Um, you know, brought that that positive mindset back. And was huge. It was absolutely massive for me. And I literally, right after that, we started, you know, started working the bank. I switched up baits, caught another bass, 
lost another one, but I, I, I'm, I'm getting the zone. I'm getting there. You know, and that's when I, you know, I switched techniques again and went and I fished the moment. I'm using all these other techniques and I'm catching bass, you know, one bass here, one there. It was just really tough. And I went, you know what? I know this lake and everyone who's, and the one guy I trust the most always has told me flukes, you know, white or, 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 or light colored fluke, absolutely, um, or excuse the language, but tits on that, that this 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 this, this uh, body of water. So, you know, and, and I made that um, that decision, and I switched it up. I think it was second cast. I pulled in, you know, a uh, uh, almost a four pounder. You know, right there. Took pictures, went out there, boom, caught another one. Now. I, Zach and, or not Zach, but, uh, sorry, Zach, you know, Jeff catches one, because now he's, he sees that there's fish on this lake, finally, kind of thing, you know what I mean, and, you know, from there on, I was on, on point, you know, boom, there's another one, caught one right next to, to Jeff's boat, uh, which is pretty cool, because he came out with a, um, he came out of the water for it, it was just too cool, you know, and coming to another spot, boom, catch another one, um, you know, and I caught five or six more, you know, and really ended the day well, uh, with, I think it was like teen, 14 bass, you know, in the last 45 minutes. And, you know, it was, it was one of those, those things where, you know, fish in the moment, going back in your archives, in your head and, and, and going, okay, I know what's wrong. I know how to fix it. Let me fix it. You know, how can I make them eat? What can I do? They're not doing this, but they want this, but I don't have this. How can I make this work? You know, and that's, that's where knowledge and, and being not necessarily on the water, but understanding baits, understanding um, um, having that, that ability to, 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 to break it down, you know, was, was humongous for me. To make that the snap decision um, to to switch it up like that, going completely different from what we were doing uh was uh uh was critical in, in you know improving that day and uh turned out to be a pretty good day for, for for me at least not much for Zach, but for me it was great Jeff had an okay day um Let's see here. Um, I'm just reading the chat room. Sorry, guys. Uh, Matt, dude. I'm sorry, my font won't work. I don't know. <laughs> last time, last week, my font was so small, nobody could read it. And <laughs> this week, it's like... 72-point font. <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't know. It won't let me change it. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so, Matt, you've got the Susky Flats tournament coming up, right? Yes. It starts uh, Friday's pre-fish, Saturday's the, uh, the tournament. Nice, man. 
what is a little cold, I'm sure, down there. I don't know. I, I don't know what the temps are. I, I don't have anybody down there, so. Oh, uh, let's uh, let's take a look, shall we? Um, I'll probably be doing a little uh, bass fishing, not stripers. Probably just uh, largemouth and smallmouth. Maybe targeting some catfish. I'd right. like to get my hands on that catfish reaper bait, but uh, that guy doesn't sell it anymore. So I don't know. Uh, the reason was was uh, too many catfish uh, guys um, were complaining about how effective it was. And, <laughs> oh. and I'm being dead serious because <laughs> I was supposed have to have. It. Well, that's the thing. He, he was he was playing the. The the game of hey I'm out, but literally you know the guy would come up he's like yeah man I'm just out. Another guy walks up and he you know here <laughs> kind of thing, um, which I, you know it's tournament fishing you know you you pick and choose your your enemies and your friends. You know I'm not going to blame them for it. Well you can hook me up because I'm not tournament fishing for catfish. I'm just I'm just fishing for catfish for a fish fry. <laughs> right. Well he he got a uh, a lot of guys that that. That complained about him and everything else. He stopped, you know, selling it. Um, I think I've got a jar of it back in the garage somewhere. Um, yeah, so any of you guys coming up for the Susky Flat tournament? Uh, I'm not. Like I said, I'm going to be, you know, south of you about about an hour and a half, two hours. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a get-together, you know, uh, the Virginia okay, kayaking. Got a couple of is gone, man. It's money. It'll it'll pay for your trip easily. What's that? I got a couple of Calcutta's going with the Susky Flats. Uh, if you win, it'll pay for your trip easily. <laughs> uh, the striper pot usually gets up to like five hundred bucks. Yeah, that's not bad for yeah. for uh, five dollar Calcutta. <laughs> no, and you know what? I usually will jump on on something like that, but. You know, I've read the reports as of late, and they're just everything's about two weeks behind. Oh yeah, know? easily two weeks. And and um, that's being conservative. I mean, but last again, year I was fishing for bass up here already. We were catching them in the uh, in the ocean and out off of Long Island last year already. This time of year. Right, and, and I'm getting mixed signals. Like I just saw a, a guy catch a uh, a, a fluke or flounder, um, on the eastern shore. Which is right in, right on time, but there's other species that aren't, you know, and it's it's one of those things where are they there or is or are they there? That's the first thing, and I I've seen several posts of guys, you know, and that's where folks online is a wonderful thing. You can find out all the information you el- you ever need. So did you find that you get those water taps over there at the flats? No, the 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 the, the, the station's down. Of course it is. But that, it's supposed to be a beautiful weekend. We're looking at uh, oh, yeah. 60s to mid 60s on uh, Saturday and Sunday, so should be nice. awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the Susky Flats kayak fishing jamboree. Um, basically, it's it it is, but it's not a tournament. Um, it's an optional Calcutta entry, and uh, Calcutta is for four species of fish. That's striped bass. Uh, perch, catfish, and largemouth bass. And um, it's $5 nice. to get into each Calcutta. 
what a Calcutta is, is if for you, those of you that don't know. Um, basically, is large, largest fish um, photoed on a measuring device on your kayak wins the whole pot. So whatever goes into the pot, you win it. You take it home. It's kind of like a side bet, and that's how I explain it. You know, you see Calcutta's a lot with the major big boat tournaments, uh, saltwater tournaments. Um, you know where, you know you, the entry fee is like five grand, and then they have the Calcuttas of you know like, like the one in uh, Ocean City, Maryland, the White Marlin Open. They literally have a fifty thousand dollar Calcutta, where you know just to get in, it's fifty grand, and it's for <coughs> like the biggest, um, you know, skipjack tuna, or something crazy like that, um, and they do it. To you know, have guys you know show that you know you're not just going after that one thing. You know, and you're just not going after first place because I've seen Calcuttas actually have more money in them, uh, winning money than the taking the first place. You know, it's just oh, sure. insane, insane. But you know, like I said, it's it's a side bet. Um, no, you know, like yeah, I guess. I, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. All right, no, because uh, what I was explaining about the the uh, Slutsky Flats, how it's not a tournament. There is an entry fee, but what it does is it pays for uh, your dinner and event shirt, but the rest of it is a donation for uh, Heroes on the Water, and that goes to uh, three different states this year, and that's Maryland, uh, Central Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Um, nice. Pretty much who puts it on, so. Yeah, nice, I mean, nice, nice. It's a good donation, so. Yeah. Uh, the the dinner is a nice dinner. It's uh, and plus there's a huge raffle. All, all donated prizes from um, anything kayak you could think of, pretty much. Uh, good. Cool. It can range from swag to to uh, a fishing rod, you know, rod and reel combo. Nice, nice setup. And also there's uh, two boats being raffled off: a Native Slayer Propel, and I believe a Hobie Outback. But I'm, I'm pretty sure all those tickets have been purchased online but i believe there's 20 tickets for the hobie available at the susky flash jamboree for purchase so uh, i'm pretty sure they're 20 dollars a ticket and uh they were limited to i believe 100 tickets a piece i'm gonna say so all, right. all that all that money is also donated to to how which is a really nice donation oh yeah oh yeah it's all those tickets. That's a that's a that's a pretty check they're signing right there. Um, yeah, absolutely. But no, this you know, just a, sitting here. Flat Jamborees. It's its third year. Um, it's been a success for the first two. Last year was great. Uh, I think last year we had around 150 anglers registered. So I'm not sure Very how nice. many this year. I'll find out. Find out when I get there. Very cool. You know, I, I'm just just sitting here and I'm. We're talking about the Susky Flats, and I went ahead and you know looked up a few websites, uh, a few forums, and stuff like that. Uh, just quick browse, and it actually looks like there's some stripers up there, dude. Um, you know, looks like they're on the edge of the the channels. You know, not really moved up on the flats yet. You know, so you know that that's a good sign. You know, with this warmer weather, you know, right there you have the dumping of the Susquehanna. Right there, which which makes it really awesome, 
And if Susquehanna weather, you know, water temps are up when it's dumping in there, it warms up that wa- that water. It could really push those stripers up and get them moving. You know, so they, these that's all things that you know, just just even there. Now you're building that knowledge to to fish the moment kind of thing. You know, you could go down there thinking, oh, I'm not going to find stripers. Get down there and find that there's, you know, blowing up on everything out there. Then it's like, oh, cool, this is going to be awesome. You know, so I mean, that's awesome, dude. That's that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, then it's it's the uh, time that stripers come up and spawn up the, up that way, and uh, it's all catch and release on stripers. Um, anything you can you can keep catfish if as long as they're over legal limit, which I'm not sure what size that is, but I really want one for a fish fry. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want a nice channel cat or one of those what are they bullheads or whatever they call? Them. I don't know. I never caught one of those. I'd like to like to target that. But. Yeah, we've got. Cats, I've caught them before, and they're 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 a tasty fish fry. I'm looking forward. Oh yes, to that. they are. <laughs> um, you know we've got uh, you know down here we've got the the um the channels. We got the big blue cats. You know those are the ones that you know get like 250, 300 pounds. You know kind of thing. Uh, potentially, you know, uh, flathead, blue channel, and bullhead. There you go. Um, <laughs> jug fishing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, flathead. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and bullhead. Yeah. Right. But, um, you know, we've got, let's see what else we got. we got the MS Shad Shootout. Um, coming up this weekend. I don't, I don't chase Shad. And the reason for that being I for for where it's going to be at for for me it's not enjoyable uh especially in a kayak you're dealing with heavy currents you're dealing with a lot of people a lot 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 of people um packed into a very small confined area and and, and you're dealing with with people that don't are gugans uh to to make it easy and it's not my thing um you know, so that that's why I'm not participating in the, in the Shad Shootout. Um, again, it's, it's for the Multiple Sclerosis Society of America. Great, great setup. Uh, Fifty bags, captain, you know, captain's bags. I, know, I think there's a handful left. So uh, check them out. Uh, Shad Shootout. Look them up online. Uh, it's a great opportunity to meet some great anglers and uh, you know maybe catch a few fish. You know, that, that, that's a, a great opportunity for is folks a, to... Is it a requirement to be a Guggen to enter into that? No, no, no. Uh, it is a requirement, though, that uh, you have a lot of patience with the Guggens. Um, <laughs> Got you. <laughs> God. Speaking of Guggens, <laughs> I was out in the water last weekend, and... I, I'm I'm working hard, you know. I'm, I'm getting my mind right for an upcoming tournament, and, and I and when I mean to get my mind right, I go out and I take baits that I know I'm gonna most likely use during the tournament. I tie them on and I fish with them hard, and I fish with them literally. It's 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 a morning to to it's it's a sunrise to sunset day. 
where all I do is I go out there and I pound the water. And I force fish, uh, you know, even if it's not, you know, uh, the colors or it might not be the, I'm going to say, because I switch colors, you know, it might not be the technique they want, but I force fish to bite. And, And it's a very difficult thing to do a lot of times. But what it does is it starts building confidence in a bait. So this way when I go into the tournament, I've got X number of baits that I'm already confident in because I've just caught bass on them. I can go in there and rock and roll. And I'm working, and I'm working this area, and literally I found a school of, you know, uh, I think it's about like eight bass, eight or ten bass. And I'm working them pretty well. You know, I'm catching one, two maybe on one bait, changing it out, throwing in a different technique, and I'm still catching them. Um, you know, and I'm working that through, and I'm doing all these things, and I and I hear behind me the the distinct sound of a trolling motor, and I look behind me, and here comes this guy with an Alabama rig, which in this tournament I can't use, and I've got a pr- I'm pretty much you know locked down to about I'm going to say maybe maybe a 35-yard you know, circle of where these bass are because there's you know, emergent lily pads, and around the lily pads on the edges have um, coontails growing up here and there. And it's a great thing about shallow lakes. You can get you know, coontails and, and other um, you know, non-local vegetation to grow. And... You know, I'm, I'm working baits, and I'm now catching them. This guy rolls up the Alabama rig, and <laughs> he lets his cast go. And, bef- and in, the, in the middle of his cast, of his motion, I go, this is going to be a zing pow. And if you don't know what a zing pow is, it's when you make a cast, and, and, and you hear a zing pow of the line breaking, okay? Because you just blew up your reel, or you tip-wrapped, or whatever. Just, just, and the bait goes a mile, and that's what happened. That Alabama rig went and went and went. You know, it looked like a a, 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 a bomb, you know, a cluster bomb being dropped when it hit the water finally, a hundred yards away. And this guy, ah, stomping and losing his mind. Well, what he's doing is he's got an aluminum boat, and every time he moves, I can literally feel it in my kayak the vibrations from him stomping around, throwing stuff on his boat, and I'm just like, oh man. So I keep on fishing, and I catch him out of the corner of my eye, and he's floating towards the spot. And before I can say everything, he is literally sitting right on top of the the spot I've been fishing. And he's finally he gives up to trying to find what he was looking for. Starts working his motor. It's a pull. It's a pull motor. It's right over the spot. I'm like, oh no! Finally gets it kicked on. And instead of, you know, waiting to fully float out of in front of me, he cranks it all the way up, flies right by me, and I'm just like, ah, after I held on for dear life at the fall of the kayak. And, and that is, to me, the epitome of Guggen 101. Um, you know, just, just no situational awareness. But, you know what, it's fine. 
you know, I, I went ahead and still caught two bass out of there. It took me about ten minutes for them to settle back down. Um, you know, and, and I actually switched. It, it, it helped me a lot because I switched presentations. I went from a reaction bite to a feeding bite by switching up from a. Um, what was I using at the time? I think I, I was using the Livingston Lewis Pro Rip and throwing it in there and ripping it out of the the, the grass and the, the emergent lily pads and getting that reaction strike. And I switched it up and I went with the um, Power Team Lures um, JP Hammershed, the, the, the 3.6, the 3.8, excuse me, and... Um, drop shotted it and it was you know it literally i had i crawled it into where i knew the spot was you know just 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 shake it 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 you know just just kind of just just sitting there and just just kind of shaking and literally i i wouldn't move it for about a minute and a half i just kind of keep my line semi-taut and just shake it you know and did that and worked it in and made another cast of the same thing, worked it in, made a cast, and about the third or fourth cast, it literally took, you know, I was taking like four or five minutes per cast, you know, in between casts, working that bait in. When I finally got my, that first bite, and it was a solid dunk, and the line started moving, and I hit set the hook, and, you know, now I have the confidence in all those. And, you know, the the, the thing that really impressed me was, I found those bass using that new Lickham, that, that tongue slapper from Lickham Lures, man, which, which was so very surprising for me because this spot is synonymous, and, and it's one of my local lakes, and I know it like the back of my hand. Um, and this, this area is known, known. Literally, I have fished there with other baits um, similar. To, to what how I worked the the, the tongue slapper, um, it is known for its its spinner bait, its chatter bait, its crank bait bite. Literally, you can go in there with a shaky head and see a bass, throw it at him, and shake it in front of his head. He won't touch it, but your buddy next to you throws a spinner bait twenty feet away. That bass will turn and chase down that spinner bait. It's because those bass literally sit in a spot where all day long, 24-7, 365, shad literally come out of a hole and get blown past um, this, this, this spot, and they just gorge themselves on shad. And when you put a bait like that in front of them, they just don't want it. And I was using the, 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 the tongue slapper um, with a... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, um, to, uh, with a Tommy head jig, and, and that's how I found those bass. Um, and it was just crazy because I was working it on the bottom like a, uh, like a shaky head, and it was, it was awesome to get that first bite. And I've never had that happen on that spot, which is very cool. Um, you know. When I'm very excited to use the tongue slapper this coming weekend with the Virginia kayak anglers on Aquaquan, whatever uh, reservoir or, or river. Um, it, it's one of those spots that I've never fished before. I have really good knowledge of what's happening there, um, and, and 
I've been doing a lot of research on, on just that area. Um, we have an opportunity of catching bass, catfish, stripers, snakeheads, um, and a few other species as well. As well. So it's it's very interesting. Um, to, I'm going to see what I can happen, what what can happen with this thing, and and make it work um, on this body of water. So we'll see what happens. And again, it's at Aquacon, whatever you want to say it, Regional Park in Lorton, Virginia. We're all meeting there around 7:30 a.m. Um, so if you uh, live in Maryland or 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 Northern Virginia and you want to come out and um, you know, shoot the breeze and catch some fish and pick my brain. Uh, more than welcome to. And that goes with any time. Do you ever want to go fishing? Um, and you're in the Hampton Roads area, or if you find out I'm going to be in an area and you want to pick my brain for a little while, feel free to uh, to let me know. We'll meet up and you know have some fun. Hey, you better bring a so. pen and a paper or a voice recorder with uh, Mark, because he's just full of tons and tons of fishing information. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, I usually don't toot my own horn, but, you know, I literally, um, I literally spend maybe three hours of my day reading uh, or researching or, or watching YouTube videos or watching private videos. I literally have a bookshelf, shelf, okay, just, just one section of my, my five-foot-long bookshelf. You know, it's got my kids' books on the bottom, my wife's books, my books, and then I have one row that is specifically... Um, <laughs> This is just specifically uh, fishing videos. I've got KVD spinner baits. I got KVD's uh, uh, power fishing techniques. I've got one from Iconelli. I've got four Bass Pro videos. I'm trying to read them from about 20 feet away, so excuse me. Um, I've got like three Jimmy Johnson ones. Um, Jimmy Johnson. No, uh, um, not Jimmy Johnson. Uh... I think that's him. I forget. I've got like two or three um, Bill Dance that I can see from here. You know, I've I've got Jimmy Houston. Thank you. Um, you know, I've got I've got all these videos that I watch religiously because I'll watch them once and I'll pick up on something. I'll watch it again. I'll pick up on something else. Or I've got my DVR is literally filled with. Um, with the uh, uh, fishing shows, and the best thing about those shows is that I don't really listen to what they're saying. A lot of times, I'm watching what they're throwing. I watch their hands. I watch what they're doing with the rod. I look, you know, I'll listen, you know, like the key points they're saying. But a lot of times, it's the same thing over and over and over again. But watching what they're doing with their reel. If they're saying they're running a six-four to one reel, but their spool, I notice when they they reel it up. And they go to cast. I'll actually pause it and look at the spool, and I'll look at you know what the you know how deep that spool is is filled. A lot of times, I'll notice their spool's only halfway filled, which tells me that even though I see them really screaming that bait in fast because they're screaming the handle, 
that the rotation in the line pickup is not as much as it would be on a full spool. So I know that if I'm fishing that technique the same way, the same everything, and I've got a full spool, that I don't need to scream as fast. I can work it a lot slower, quote-unquote, right, you know, to, to make that, that, that technique work. So that's all things that, you know, I see and I, I really pay attention to and I take notes and, you know, I, I research on and I really, 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 really <clears throat> try to fill my head with as much knowledge as possible. Um, you know, and it's, it's a, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and I do a lot of research on baits and I do a lot of research on tackle and, t- and everything else. And that's why, you know, I, I hook up with, and I, and I, I support and they support me, um, you know, great companies that, that I, that I see do great things. Orca coolers, Jackson kayaks, Lickham lures, unfair lures, Tommy head jigs, um, you know, Livingston Lures are all companies that I, I see a great product. I see a great thing. I know how it works. I know how it's made, and I and I jump on it and 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 ride it like a uh, uh, like a horse into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, companies that don't support me, but I support them. Power Team Lures, Sunline. I'm telling you guys, you looking for a fluorocarbon Sunline. FC Sniper or FC Reaction are the two best dang stinking lines I have ever put on my reel. And I, I, I'm a hardcore vicious guy. Um, I only buy Seagar because Jim Sammons tells me to. Seagar <laughs> is a great company. Trust me. It is. But, you know. No, I've been using Seagar for a long time uh, before I knew who Jim Sammons was. But Yeah. <laughs> you know, I... I, I I see a lot of guys, and I talk to a lot of the pros, and I ask them what line they're using. And it's, you know, one of two that, that, the, that a lot of these guys really like. It's Gamma or it's Sunline. Um, you know, and I picked the Sunline, and, and I say that because I was able to get a, you know, a couple of test spools where it was only like 10, 10 feet of line. And when you take re- uh, the, the reaction, and it's crazy. I never, I've never seen this with a fluorocarbon before. But you, you pull it off the spool and it's limp. I mean, it is literally no memory at all. From a little, you know, when it's tied on tight to a spool like that, usually you come off and it's already got memory in it. No memory at all. But the reason it's a reaction is because it has stretch in it. And you take it in your hands and you pull on it and you actually see the line you know, stretch a little bit. You know, it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, and then the sniper, super long cast, really no memory and 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 uh, uh, a ton of uh, you know vibrations felt through the line. Um, what are you guys chatting about me about in the chat room? I'm saying I know why people don't call in because you don't let them talk. <laughs> I let them talk. I let people talk all the time. Yeah, they get their five minutes. That's it. Cut off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I I have been very. You know what? You say that, but I've had Hoover, okay, on this show. Oh yeah, and, and that's why we put and, the sound effect in. 
Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. That is just No, for Hoover. <laughs> um <laughs> But now, you know, Please feel free to call in, you know, and I, I jump in because you, you, you get my head going and getting, you know, things rolling. And, and feel free to, to cut me off at any time, um, except for you, Matt. You, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what I do. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're getting to the end of the show folks and I cannot thank you enough for listening in Kayak Mo you <laughs> have a face for radio and a voice for silent films wow hey, there but you you're go. a cool dude man you're a very cool dude feel free to call in any time buddy um, you know uh, I love talking to you I think we talked to the boondoggle last time um, you know love talking to you man it was it was a lot of fun um uh, Fisherholic, I'll see you on Friday, dude. Uh, I'll give you a call or s- send you a thing on Facebook. Um, yeah, you, next year you guys plan for the Susky Flats. Um, definitely would uh, like to fish there with you guys. I'm sure you'd have some pointers for me. I'm, I don't really get in the brackish water a lot. You know, just, it's once a year thing for me. So you guys can definitely uh, teach me a few things on those ropes over there. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think I have the uh, the fundage to get up there. Um, come to Missouri. No, you got to come up there. You got to win the Calcutta. Then, then it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it evens out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, coming to Missouri. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, I love Missouri. I love uh, um, you know the Springfield area. A lot of good fishing around there. Um, you know, I've got a few uh, tournaments in the you know in the next year or two that I know I'm going to be Missourian for. Um, so should be a lot of fun there. Um, Fisherholic, uh, Zach Huntington, folks, please, 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 go to Potomac Snakehead and Bass. I think I got that correctly. Or Potomac Bass and Snakehead. It's a guide service. Zach is one of the best. Uh, guides on the Potomac uh, for bass and snakehead, but especially spake, uh, uh, spankhead, <laughs> snakehead. No, this show is going <laughs> off. The Does he fish the Great Falls? The Great Falls. Yeah, of the Potomac. Oh, I haven't. I, I bet you Zach has. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't fish in there. It's gotta I be pretty no crazy. Idea. I, I've never uh, uh, been up there. I've only fished, you know, around D.C. on the Potomac. Um, he said below the Great Falls. So there you go. I'm sure he doesn't fish in the Great Falls. <laughs> I, no. I don't see that any any possibility of doing that. But there you go. Uh, There's the website. Like, com. There you go. See, I let people talk. Um, <laughs> so check them out. <clears throat> let them know that I sent you. And uh, with all that being said, I'd like to thank everyone for showing up tonight. Great show. Um, hope you learned something. Feel free to get a hold of me at any time on Facebook. Uh, friend me. I'm Mark Lenny Crew Wheeler. You can't miss this mug. 
and um, you know, send me questions, ask questions, and I'll answer them. Um, you know, it's a uh, I'm a wealth of knowledge, and I'm willing to share that knowledge with everybody. All right. Um, yeah, it was a it, the, that girl that died was a Jackson pro staffer, wasn't she? N- no, I don't think so. I know that we lost a a, a, a Whitewater member last year. Oh, yeah, she wasn't a member Jackson. of their family, but I, I don't know who she. Uh, I know she was professional, but she wasn't one of Jackson's. Uh, no, pro staff. she was with uh, Piranha. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember seeing that and talking to a bunch of people, and yeah, that was a bad situation she got into. Man, she got sucked in one of those uh, the, the, those fall the fall vortexes. And she couldn't get out. No one could get her out. That was awful. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever been to the Great Falls, Mark, but that that's a that's a lot of power that that water going down those falls. I mean, it's it's a a long distance down. It's not really like uh, Niagara kind of falls, but it's just a bunch of really jagged rocks and uh, and you know small kind of vortexes all linked together. Where you, you're going from one side to the other, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure it's a whitewater paddler's dream, but uh, I wouldn't be caught dead in there, or I probably would be dead in there if yeah. I went down on my Cuda 14. I'll tell you that. Well, I, I'm watching a, a video with EJ, Dane, and, and Nick, and the rest of the the uh, the, the the Musketeers. Um, yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, they got all knuckled. Their knuckles are all bleeding. <laughs> Crazy dudes. Love them to death. Jackson Kayaks got to love those guys. Um, but yeah, that's uh, you know, again, folks, feel free to, to hit me up anytime. Uh, with that being said, I think my personal sponsors: Orca Coolers, Jackson Kayak, Bull Bay Rods. I'm not talking about a lot about Bull Bay, but folks, definitely check them out. Let me know. Uh, ask me questions about Bull Bay, and uh, if you order a rod, please let them know that I sent you. Okay? Please, 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 please. That goes with any of these companies. Um, you know, lick em lures. Guys, I'm telling you, it's hot. That bait is hot. Definitely check them out. Unfair Lures and Tommy Head Jigs. Stay tuned for Tommy Head Jigs, y'all. We got something very special coming with, with Tommy Head Jigs um, that is going to be... Epic is 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 the best way to put it, um, and uh, we'll have more on that here in a probably a few weeks time because this is going to be good. This is going to be really good. I'm stoked. Um, yeah, I'm using yeah. those, those uh, Tommy Head jigs at, at the Susky Flats this weekend, uh, paired along with the uh, Power Team Lord Hammer Shads. Definitely going uh, all out with those. Yeah, with the swinging hammer. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Just, <clears throat> yeah, oh yeah. The the you know that, I think that's what I'm gonna be doing this weekend as well. Doing a lot of swings. I mean, that just seems like a deadly combo right there. It is. Tommy had it Jake Power with a power team lure, hammer shaft, boom. Oh yeah. It's 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 a one two punch, man, that is that is awesome. Um Zach or Matt, fuck. <laughs> Excuse the language. Uh, um, 
Dude, I'm exhausted, man. I, I, my wife got home at like three, and I literally ran out the door and have been fishing all night with the, uh, with a prototype lure, and I literally got back into the house at seven thirty, and, and pounded, you know, some food, and then jumped on here, and now the the high of fishing and you know a full belly are finally sinking in. And I'm just exhausted. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, uh, Matt, you've got uh, some sponsors you want to talk about? Absolutely. Jackson Kayak. I mean, I took the big rig out this weekend, and uh, along with the uh, Torquedo Motor, and two of my great sponsors right there, I had that, that kayak going 5.6 miles an hour. I saw cool. that video. That was and awesome, I posted man. a video up on Facebook uh, and on my blog, which is, um, if you want to check out my blog, the video's on there. That's uh, www.theplastichull.net. So uh, the video's on there. And uh, so Jackson Kayak, why paddle the rest when you can paddle the best? Tokido Motors, made in Germany, but they are the best motors for the kayak setup out there, Definitely. Uh, lightweight, powerful, and uh, crazy technology with, with their, their setup. Also, uh, Ram Mounts, I mean, made in the USA, great innovative products. Pretty much everything we use can be mounted on a Ram. And uh, can't forget the, the, uh, the paddle company, Bending Branches. Best paddles out there for kayak fishing. They'll propel you to the fishing spot every time. That's all I got, man. Cool, bud. So with all that being said, thank everyone for showing up. Take kid fishing. I'm telling y'all, change a life, literally, by just taking them out in the water and let them catch a bass. Let them catch a crappie. Let them catch a bluegill. Let them do it all. Take them hunting. Change your lives forever. Always wear your PFD. It does you no good if you're sink, sinking and you can't float because it's floating away from you. No good. No good. So always wear your PFD. And if you get out on the water this weekend, remember to get your fish on, man. Ha ha. Everyone has a great weekend. Catch you next Wednesday, only on the Low Sodium Show on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Good night, everybody.